Killers. I'm Balonius Francine Marconi, along with Eddie Barella, who's just recovering again from COVID. How did you get COVID again? Mm-hmm. I thought it wasn't a popular. Well. I thought the cool kids weren't getting COVID anymore. Oh no! I'm trying. I'm a hipster. I'm bringing it back. <laughs> I, I That's see. right. You're into the retro yeah. thing now. <laughs> I am. But yeah. you're. But yeah. You're, I don't know. I don't know how I got it again. You never know how you get these things. But. It, what's weird is about 20 people around me also have it. So it's, uh, it's, it's coming back full force. I know a lot of people are getting it right now. So, I don't like uh, that. Be careful out there, everybody. Yeah. So I should put uh, my mask back on. I should, uh, wrap yeah. my head up, you know, I, cause I was thinking about, you should live in fear again. <laughs> I want everybody to live in fear. Right. Yeah. No. Uh, so Eddie is isolated yeah. today. He's at a secret, uh, location. We can't, uh, divulge because it's, uh, for his privacy, you know, we don't want you. Here's what we don't want. We're not worried about you going over to his house and knocking over his uh, gnomes in his yard. What we don't want is you to go to his house and turn around in his driveway. He hates that. So uh, we're oh, tr- yeah. trying to avoid that by I, getting that's out. What, that's when my shotgun comes out. <laughs> that's right. Why are people so mad yeah. about that? When you get somebody driving to your house, turning around in your driveway, you get the instant rage of somebody coming over unexpectedly, immediately followed by them leaving. So you get that relief of seeing their headlight, their taillights going away. I don't know. It's kind of I, fun. I know. Yeah. A little bit of an emotion. Know, it's kind of rude, isn't it, to turn around on somebody's driveway? It, I don't know why. It feels like you're violating. It's almost like you walk in their house and then uh, you, you help yourself, you know, get a Coke out of the fridge and then just walk out. It's almost what it feels like. Uh, pull up the cellophane on uh, grandma's yeah. brownie batch and just grab a brownie yeah. and uh, walk out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, but, but the same thing is, is you got to turn around. Where are you going to turn around? You know, you got to do something. You can't. What, this is why I always live in a cul-de-sac, so no one uses my driveway to turn around. They just, they just whip around. It's a, it's a life hack. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Live in the yeah. nub of your street and you'll be fine. That's right. So, Eddie, I have a lot of things to talk about. I know, uh, and you're feeling okay. You just uh, are in the, the tail end of whatever it is. Oh, right? I am. Thank you. For, yeah. Thank you for telling me that I'm feeling okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, no, I, uh, I feel weird. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll be honest with you. See, the COVID is strange. You, you get uh, these waves of feeling fine. Like I'm, towards, I'm toward the end of it, but, you know, woke up this morning feeling okay. And then this half like afternoon, I'm like, uh, you know, uh, yesterday afternoon, I was like, okay, I, I I feel great this morning. I just feel just kind of weird and okay, just kind of I don't know. See, I'm loopy. I I, I, I my brain is foggy right now. That's well, the biggest thing. What I'm gonna try to do words is coming out of my mouth, and I don't know what they are. I'm gonna try to do my best to distract you with fun. Yeah. You know, as okay, thank you. As you've yeah. said many times on this show, uh, stay right here and have some fun. Stay right here because we're having fun. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> stay right Who here. Who is that? I some. Yeah, I think it was you pre-COVID. So I think. I think okay. Yeah. So uh, all this, uh, we got a lot of stuff to get to. Uh, stay here with Mood Killers, where hope goes to die. Mood Killers. <laughs> Eddie, I was thinking about this because, you know, I'm in radio. We're in radio. 
in my entire life, even before radio, as a kid, I moved like every single year. And you know, it's a normal question for somebody to ask in a, when you're meeting somebody for the first time, like, where are you from? I, I really don't know. I mean, I'm from a lot of places. What do you, what's the answer? Do you say what? What's the birth certificate say? I think you go by that, right? I do you, because I didn't spend my yeah. formative years there. I spent like I was born there, and then that was it. Is that what you say? Where you're so born? Guess, well, I guess there's where you're born, and then there's where you're raised, and then some people say I was born and raised. So uh, if you're in one sp- spot, okay. You know, well, so. I was born in Leon, yeah. Iowa, and then so you're, uh, I, you're from Iowa, and then first grade we moved to Indianola. And then second Iowa? grade, we moved, yeah, Indianola, Iowa. It's like, it's, it's like uh, a town like 40 minutes away or 50 minutes away from where I was born. And then okay. we moved, moved to Des Moines, which is like an hour and a half away from where I was born. And then uh-huh. in, uh, like sixth or uh, seventh, eighth grade, I moved to Arizona, Tucson. And then... So where do you have the most memories? Let's get to the bottom of this. Let's find out where you're from. Well, I guess, so the last place I lived with my mom was Tucson. And then... And when you're in Tucson, is that where you have the most childhood memories, do you think? No, I don't know. I don't know. Because I would go... What I would do is I would go back and visit my grandparents for the summer. I would stay with them in Iowa, you know? Oh, okay. But I would Well, what you should do is you get a piece of paper, make two columns, Iowa and then Tucson. And then I want you to write down all the memories you have and then tally them up at the end. Whichever column has the most memories, that's where you're from. I mean, there's nothing that you want. Let's get scientific about it. Nobody wants to say, hey, I'm from Iowa. It's not, I don't know. Ah, there you go. You know what I mean? I mean, I would rather. answer. But, but I, (laughs) but in my radio career, then I moved, I lived in, I started out in Tucson. I moved to Flagstaff, Arizona. Then I moved to Oregon, Eugene, Medford. Yeah. And then Portland. Yeah. And then I lived right. in Seattle for a little bit. And then Oklahoma for a while. And then back in Portland. You know, I went back and forth to Portland several times. And then Denver, that's where I met you. And then uh, yeah. back to Portland for a while. And then Chicago. And, and, and I, you know, I, I spent like eight years I mean, I spent a lot of time in these places, so I feel like I'm from some of them. I mean, they had no, it's not like they had no impact on me, but I guess if you're going to say, like, if it was on my IMDb, if I had one of those, if you Googled me, it would say Leon, start Iowa. You. I'm going to start you at IMDb right now. <laughs> yeah, Where I, do you want to be from? <laughs> I don't know. Des Moines. <laughs> Height 6'2", correct? That's right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Do you think social media is over? Because we're on this new app, Threads, which is, uh, you know, uh, Zuckerberg's answer to Twitter. And, yeah. and we liked it, you know, for the first few days. That it was, was fun. fun. But do it, you know? had a lot of fun the first few days, yeah. But what it is, is like, um, I, you know, I have, I have my friends and family Facebook, which I only go on like once a year. But then I have my regular page for, yeah. you know, people that listen to radio or whatever, you know. And it's fun. Yeah. I, I goof around on there and I get a lot of, you know, and, and some of my real friends do follow me on there too, but I get way more reactions there and on Instagram. And I gave up on Twitter after, uh, overlord Musk ruined it. 
Um, yeah. And I, so I was excited about Threads, but then suddenly on Threads, it feels like a ghost town as far as like anybody noticing anything you say. And I did an experiment. I'm on several of these new app alternatives for Twitter. I'm on uh, one called T2, which is a bunch of Twitter people. But, uh, this reminds me of Arnold Schwarzenegger. I don't know about that one. <laughs> uh, it's T2.social. Yeah, I, I saw their logo. I saw their logo on yeah. T2 also, and it kind of threw me off. I was like, Ooh, like I don't know. I, I, don't I, know I actually like T2. it the best because Dude. I don't know a single person on there, and I get <laughs> the most reaction from total strangers, and it's fun. Well, that's good. I yeah. mean, that's good. But you, but you are right about threads. Uh, now, like when it first started, everybody was on there and engaging. Now it's really it's like any other platform. You're yelling into the wind, and nobody's. Yeah. Everyone's talking, and no one's listening. Right. And uh, and and the fun is over. You're back to having people promote themselves and all their yeah. dumb projects and all this. And it's just it's just more of the same. You're right. Social media is dead because everybody wants. To, well, you know what killed social media is the influencer. That's yeah. what killed social media. I will media. say this. I've been told, yeah. I've heard the rumor that the age, the era of the influencer is over and it's now the era of the creator. I don't really know what that means. Does that mean, I, I feel like that that's not going to be the case because it doesn't, hasn't stopped anybody from uh, posting bikini photos on Instagram. That's for sure. I think it means we'll finally get more podcasts. <laughs> Finally, yes. Yeah. It is one of those things, though, where you're right. And I, I, we've both said this before. Everybody's talking. Nobody's listening. And and I will say, there's, here's what the thing is with threads. And I think this is maybe the, the, the a thing that they should change. Because they did it on Twitter, where if you comment on somebody's post, then everybody can see it in their thread. So then if you comment on somebody that I don't know's post, I'll see your comment and I can see their post and nobody really wants that. And I think it's meant to get more engagement going, but what it does is it makes people shy to comment on anything because they, they, they know right. that whatever they see, everyone's going to see it. And it's kind of like, yeah. it, it was fun when it was like just between you and that person. And, and so now it, I, I think that could be it. I, I mean, I, and then I look at some people, you know, just like somebody will go, I, I, I see so many posts on there. They're like, are we still doing this threads thing? And it's only been like a week or so. So, right. I don't know. I mean, it, when, I, when it first came around, I got a little stressed out because I was like, oh, geez, here's another thing I have to make sure is updated with content. And um, yeah, I think a lot of people resent that. The fact that you have to have all these accounts yeah. on all these different platforms and you always have to be delivering with a plus material because if you post something and it doesn't get that many likes, a lot right. of people will, will freak out about that. Then they'll delete that post or oh yeah, think then the, their whole day is ruined. But what I do is I you know I deleted Twitter and then I just started doing this. But this is just the same as Twitter was at the end. There's no, I get yeah barely a response on it, and maybe it's because it's so new, or maybe it's because I have too many cool kids who follow me. Who don't you know? Not enough uh, people that actually just like me, or whatever. Maybe they all, all go to hell. Yeah, that's right. I'll go to hell. You know, if if it weren't for this radio, if it weren't for doing a show, I probably would just get off social media. It's it's a time suck. It it leads to nothing, and we're always being told how to do it and how to be better at it. I don't want to. 
I don't want to be... trick the algorithm. Oh, the algorithm. Nobody knows what the algorithm is. I'm tired of making content for billionaires to make money off of, and I make nothing. You know, I it's, know. It's social media can suck it. That's right. Yeah, Marconi, you did mention earlier uh, that, uh, yeah, I, I came down with COVID again, and uh, I'm very times? annoyed. How many times have you had it now? I've had COVID for every vaccine that I've had. So three times? So about 36 times. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe yeah, no, that. Uh, I know, right? <clears throat> but it's it's uh, very uh, annoying this round. Yeah. I mean, I feel like I'm an expert on COVID now because, okay, the f- first time I, I got COVID, it was nothing. I was just like, little sore throat, a uh, little fever, woke up the next day, just kept testing positive and just kept getting annoyed. And that was it. And then the second time I got COVID, a few more symptoms, but it really wasn't that bad. Uh, this time, it just wiped me out. I was uh, laying in bed with uh, one of those fevers where you're cold, but you're sweating at the same time. Oh, yeah. For 40, 48 hours, have one of those damn Now, in that fevers. situation, do you get up? Do you have energy to make food? What do you do? Uh, no. Higher. What do you do? I hired a full staff. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, but do you do, no, do, you I, uh, do DoorDash or something I, like that? Do you get? Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, one of my uh, one of my coworkers did. He uh, he offered to to make me like a little a sick pack with soup and uh, snacks and some some medication. But he it was very nice, very sweet. But he offered right after I did the little. Uh, you know, Postmates order of the same stuff. Wait, but that's what I did. He offered you a six pack. Yeah. I don't think that's gonna help. <laughs> you say, uh, six pack. <laughs> no, here's what. So, in you, yeah. uh, when this all happened, you're in an Airbnb, yeah. right? You're staying. Uh, uh, yeah. I don't want to give too much away about Eddie's GPS uh, location. I, mean, I don't care. Coordinates fourteen seven two nine or X Y two five three by. Oh, what? I'm sorry. Or he's still on the air? No, I mean, I'll give out the cross streets if anybody wants to come on by. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, as long as you're bringing food, you know? Yeah. So if you're going to bring me some soup. So now you've got COVID. Uh, you're in an Airbnb. You're sitting there. And you're just like, what? Playing. Yeah. And, and I, I, I couldn't sit. I was, I was, see, this thing, it sucked the energy out of me. Right. She said, could I get up and walk around? The, the answer to that is no. So my dog is with me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, dogs need to pee. Oh, outside. No. That's one of their things. What'd you do? So it, I, I still managed to get them out there, but I tell you, I, so I, I'm on a second floor apartment oh. and uh, the stairs are, it's not like your typical uh, one, two floor. Cause there's a parking garage underneath. I know and the yeah. elevators here don't really work. And I'm not, so I, oh. uh, it's long stairs and uh, it, usually it's easy to take them in and out, but it was a struggle. I was I was lightheaded. I was getting dizzy. I was getting winded going up and down these stairs. I mean, did you think maybe ridiculous? I mean, I know your your uh, dog has special needs because he's blind, but could, did you think about like maybe getting a dog? Him down? Wa- no, no. you monster. <laughs> so Eddie, you're so you're recovering nicely. I'm guessing. I mean, at least you're feeling like you're on yeah. the end of it. I mean, it's. It's a lingerer. Uh, this COVID, whatever is going around. There's also a flu that's similar, I guess, people are getting. It, it's not very often we have a summer flu or a summer whatever like this. I don't it's a weird summer. Time. It really is. Like, yeah. it, it, like the wildfires yeah. are going nuts. People are having 
a bad air quality everywhere, and, you know, it's hazy in a lot of cities, and it's extremely hot in others. I mean, it's nuts. Right. I don't— I, I don't, know. I'm not in for it. And anytime I'm thinking, you know, I'm just going to go for a stroll, like the weather says, nope, no, you're not. Yeah. And I'm, I'm tired of it. I, yeah. I actually, you know, you, you would think that the, uh, the universe would know I need to be outside. And when I need to be outside, you know it's bad. <laughs> I know. I know that you've been outside a little bit. You've sent me some photos of you walking around. That's good. That's good. <laughs> That's right. Is it? Is it yeah. funny? Is it weird? It's like, like uh, Marconi sends me a photo of the post office to prove that he's outside. It's <laughs> like cool. And well, I'm proud of you, though. I'm glad well, you got outside. Well, I just wanted you to know I knew where my post office was. <laughs> unless you, need, in case you need anything mailed. You know? <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, so, but uh, I think the thing is, is uh, it, it's it's a weird time. It's a really weird time to be alive. There's a, so much division <laughs> in the universe, and like you know. Yeah. But have you done the thing where? Because I feel like the best thing to do is just take days completely off of the internet and not look at mm-hmm. uh, you know online news or social media. Yeah, yeah. Just watch I, an old movie. You know? I got to say, day one of being sick, I was just kind of, you know, kind of resisting yeah. being in bed. I was like, no, I don't want to do this. I was like trying to get work done on my phone and I, I was on social media and stuff. By day two, I was like, I was into it. I was like, this is amazing. I'm just going to turn on TV. I'm not even going to look at my phone. I'm just going to cuddle with my dog in bed. And I was like, <laughs> at the end of the day, I was like, even though I don't feel good, this has been one of the best days of my life. Right. <laughs> I think I think what we yeah. are learning uh, that because of it's too much overwhelming information and like too much activity on social media and on the internet and stuff, you're learning now that taking breaks from it is really where it's at. And it's almost Absolutely. to the point where I, I've almost thought about getting rid of all streaming services and just buying um, my favorite shows on like uh, Either digital VHS. Or, or VHS or D, even DVD. I don't really want DVDs, but I thought, you know, yeah, it'd be yeah. kind of great to just be completely off the grid for lengths of time and not go on the Internet or use even a streaming service. But I, don't I know. know. I know. It is great. I can't remember the last time I laid in bed for a full day and just watched TV guilt free. And, you know, being sick, I'm obviously not going to guilt myself over laying in bed all day. And. I think there's this new trend. It's called bed rotting, and <laughs> it's where you you allow yourself yeah. uh, one day, one day every once in a while to just uh, lay in bed all day and just watch TV, and you don't feel guilty about just it. And I read about day? this a few months ago. I mean, one day every now and again. Sounds like half my life. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Eddie, I am... So infuriated with CEOs and uh, especially yeah. the, the heads. Tell me of the, about it. The heads of these Tell networks. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, it's nuts. Uh, I mean, did you see what, uh, what's the guy's name? Robert Iger, who runs Disney. The and mouse? He, yeah. He's he's the mouse tamer. I, what, I don't know what he is. He's just the CEO. And he said uh, that, that people are being in, you know, there's a writer strike and a union strike for uh, actors and everything. And they're all striking to get a better deal because what they want is to pay them next to nothing. And one of these guys, Adam Conover, I love him. He has a show called Adam uh, Ruins Everything. And yeah. he does a bunch of other shows too. He was saying he has a show, I don't know which one it is, 
on Netflix. It's one of the more popular shows he's done. Yeah. And I saw that the other the other and day. He yeah. says, you know, he got paid for it and everything, but the residuals, usually you get residuals on these shows, is part of the why you can take a lesser pay up front because your residuals yeah. come in and kind of even it out. Well, he said, and it's got millions of streams on this made on Netflix, and his first residual check. Now, the first one is usually the biggest one. He got $500 for this show from Netflix. Oh, my goodness. See, and Netflix will be like, oh, the model of TV has changed. There's no syndication anymore. But uh, there are still millions of people stumbling upon your library of shows, and they're, they're streaming these shows that has to be worth something. Well, that's the thing. And, and Netflix doesn't, doesn't share their stats with the actors yep. and the studios, and I think they're fighting for that as well. And so they what can they're have, saying, uh, more, more bargaining power. What these actors are saying is that the, uh, the model has changed, but their contracts have not. They're still the same old contracts from back in the day. So they would like right. an update to include streaming numbers. The talkies. Anal <laughs> analytics. Yeah, exactly. Update. <laughs> yeah, back when they had silent pictures, I think was the last time they negotiated yeah. a contract. But yeah, so yeah. what I, I, and I think what's great is that they're all standing together, and, uh, and and I really feel that they're showing an example of what more people should be doing in different types of industries, uh, including broadcasting. That's, uh, you know, I've, I've been a SAG-AFTRA member. Uh, I, I started, like, in 2015. The radio station I worked for was a SAG place, and they made sure that you, the their minimum they could pay you was a comfortable wage that you could survive on. You know, you could actually right. put some money in the bank. And that's what they did. They protect people because most of these places don't want to pay people livable wages anymore. And the CEOs, they used to be like 30 times higher. Their salaries used to be 30 times more than their lowest paid employee. And now CEOs are paid 400 times more than their lowest paid employee. And it's disgusting. So Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, go actors and uh, writers on strike right now. And, uh, you know, it's sickening, though. T uh, just today I saw this article about uh, The Rock getting a, a movie role, a movie contract, and he set a record for the highest paid actor of all time for one film. What was and, it? And... Uh, um, I don't remember the name of the film, but this was news I just saw on Reddit, and I'm like, come on, that's bad timing to be putting that out right now. I mean, now. how much did he make? Uh, like a billion? Oh, <laughs> geez, I don't know, like 60 million or something crazy Jeez. for a role. Yeah. And like, then you have The Rock, you know, getting all this money, and then, uh, you know, everyone else not getting anything. I blame hey, The Rock is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> they're, they're investing every, every dime they have yeah. in The Rock. That's right. Eddie, we're talking about, uh, you know, the strike with the writers and the uh, union, the, the actors and the CEOs. We're getting paid way yeah. too much. And it's not just exclusive to uh, the television and movie industry. It's everywhere. And uh, absolutely, we, we experience it in radio. There's a company in radio, and I used to work for them back in the day when they were named something different. And the the CEOs there, the VPs or whatever you call them, um, the the company was taken off the Nasdaq. Is, is that right? And because they their shares yeah. weren't worth 
enough to be on the NASDAQ anymore. And uh, essentially the company looks like it could be going through a bankruptcy, right? But somehow they were able to pay out, uh, I don't know how much, but a lot to their CEOs in bonuses. Now, Oh yeah. You got to protect all the CEOs, no matter how crappy the company is doing, make sure those CEOs get all that money, all that money. I don't get the game of, you know, let's just make uh, the CEOs richer because the people that make the content and that uh, bring that are, you know, the reason you have any money. And so I don't know. Well, these people who, who reach that CEO level of these mega companies, Mm. They have realized that they really do not need to serve their employees at all. And, right. th- and in fact, it, all they do is they go in there selfishly and they pillage all these companies yep. and they know they can do it without consequence because there isn't a consequence. So why would they not do it? Right. It should be they're illegal. Dumb, they're dumb not to do it. There should be yeah. there should be uh things in place that the wage gap couldn't shouldn't be as vast as it is. And, uh, you know, the lowest paid employee should still be able to, you know, live off of that wage, depending on what the job is. Obviously, if it's like a part-time person who doesn't expect to have a livable wage, they should still be paid well for an, you know, the hours that they do work. And I, and I think that, you know, it's, it's just enough. I, I, I find that I don't want anything to do. I don't really want to be a CEO, but it seems like the only thing I, I, how do I become a CEO, Eddie? Can you train me? Yeah, I don't know. It's not. It's not like you can just fill out an application. I think you have to go to Harvard, and okay. you have to get all buddy buddy with a few people over there, and then okay. pass you. And then you have to. Then you have to join a secret society, and they're going to brand your ass with something and what? humiliate you on on tape, and then they'll have blackmail over you. So you have to serve their interest. Oh, and if you don't, um, that gets released to the public. But after all this, you will be able to be the CEO of Nabisco. <laughs> Oh,